everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two for the Show. We are your hosts, obviously, Derek Dimes and my boy Bryce. We're super excited to be back with you guys. Um, another episode of uh, some Corona action, quarantine time. Bryce, what you got going on down there in the Carolinas, man? Are you staying sane or what? Yeah, man, uh, I'm staying sane. I've been hitting that, uh, that PlayStation game I told you guys about last time. Real hard, uh, that Dead by Daylight, man. I am hooked. I haven't been hooked on a game this this bad since uh, Fortnite came out. When Fortnite first came out, I uh, I played Fortnite quite a bit. Nice. Uh, but I love that Dead by Daylight. Uh, looking forward to the nice weather. We've had some pretty good weather here lately. Been getting in the yard, doing some yard work. Right. Uh, turkey season's coming up, starts tomorrow, so I'll be in the woods for that. Uh, but that's about it. That's everything I got going my way. Nice, nice, man. Yeah, a couple of my buddies want me to try to get into hunting i've never got into it i don't know if i'm into you know waiting in the cold and, and it's like still the weather up here is crazy man like we've had a day right. of 70 and then last night was like 40 mile per hour winds one of our family members didn't have power for like 12 hours you know and then it was snowing today earlier so it's it's been it's been like i don't i don't know what's going on so yeah i'm not into the woods i do like to shoot a little bit but um yeah video games for me tv we started watching um all american on netflix i've heard a lot of good things so we started we jumped into that uh football football show it's pretty good tate diggs is the head coach there um yeah. so yeah not a bad show if you're looking for a show to watch you got any any new shows to watch are you still you still on better call saw you still catching up i've put that on the back burner we uh, uh are on uh, uh we're on money high season four now so if you guys aren't into Money Iced, you probably wouldn't like it because it's 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 a uh, it's a European show with the with the American or the English voiceovers, so it might not be your, your cup oh, of tea. Oh no, I but watched your the show. The show is legit, man. I watched your movie. Oh, did you? The platform. We watched it. We watched it. We it was dark, wasn't it? It was crazy. I forgot, I forgot to hit you up. Yeah, we watched it. Um, last weekend. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was like we hated the ending, but we thought hated it was. It. Yeah, it was like the worst ending ever. If you didn't watch Platform Watch, it's actually pretty good. It's definitely dark is the perfect word for it. It's certainly dark. Um, but I thought it was pretty good. I was surprised. It was it was uh, different. You know, I, it was, yeah. I tried to like, put myself in that situation. It's like, oh, my gosh. I don't know what I would you know, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. It's it's a crazy movie. Definitely uh, one yeah. of a kind for sure. And, and oh dark. Gosh. I've never seen any movie like that. Ever yeah. so, just for that alone, it was worth the watch. Like I don't right. know if I'd rewatch it per, yeah. <laughs> per se, but it wasn't bad. So yeah, I did watch that. Um, but yeah, so last time on the show we talked about uh, our best NBA players that we've seen in our lifetime, and we ranked them first team, second team, third team. Um, and obviously we had like an honor, honorable mention list of guys that we left out. Um, moving forward uh, with today's episode, I'm excited and I'm nervous. Excited, I'm not gonna lie. With this list, I'm, I'm like. I'm, I'm sweating underneath your sweatshirt. Like, I'm kind of nervous. I don't know why, but I am a little nervous. We have our college basketball top 10 list of our lifetime. So I don't know about for Bryce, for me, as I said before, I'm 33 years old. Um, and when I first started watching basketball, to my memory, it was a lot of NBA. It wasn't a ton of college. Um, so for me, it's really been uh, the last 25-ish, 20, 23-ish years of, of my my existence. So um, I'm not sure about you, but that's about how my list is going to go. Yeah, same here. Uh, I really didn't 
start watching the NBA till the early 2000s. So I do have a little bit of a more of a memory of college basketball in the late 90s. I actually, uh, the first college game I ever went to live was in Chapel Hill. It was, it was to see uh, Vince Carter, Anton Jameson, and, and those guys. They played uh, they played Princeton and put on a show. It was um, back when they were doing the inbound plays and throwing alley oops from the inbounds. It was yeah. they were insane. I, we, I, I can still remember going to that game with my great uncle and uh, just great memories for that. But uh, I would have liked to have been a little bit older so I could uh, talk. That guy we were just talking about, Marcus Camby, some of those guys. Yeah. I think Marcus Camby is probably one of the best college basketball players of all time. And uh, but obviously he didn't make my list because I don't, really don't have much memory of him playing. Uh, but my list would probably start in the early 2000s in their own. Right. Yeah, mine is similar to that range as well um, as far as having a, a distinct memory of guys and, and wanting to see them play and and, and uh, having memories of it. So for me, it's going to be around that range as well. I know um, – I, I won't say anymore. I won't say anymore. We'll talk about guys we left off the list and, and all that stuff. So we'll start bottom up. I'll let you start first. Starting at number 10, who is the 10th? Best player you've seen in your lifetime. <laughs> Wait, first of all, let's go. Let's do like this. What was your criteria? So what, okay. what for your list? I had a bunch of guys written down, and I was like, I got to have some kind of criteria to, to, to uh, differentiate these guys. And um, I think I have one guy on the list that did not either win a national championship right. or be named the Naismith uh, Player of the Year. And that just obviously goes without saying. Like, I'd like, I like a guy to make a run in the tournament. Um, right. I think that I think that's very crucial to making this list or something. You know, more games to watch and, and uh, clutch performances. Uh, but having said all that, my number ten guy is Jimmer Fredette. Woo, guys, that's a good choice. You want me to say mine, then we'll discuss why. Or you want to? Yeah, say go ahead. Who, who you got at number ten? At number ten, my number ten pick is Kevin Durant. Mm. So the reason that okay. Kevin Durant makes my list. And pretty much the only reason that he made the list, he's a one-and-done player, um, had a phenomenal career at Texas, uh, 25.8 points a game, 11.1 rebounds per game, um, and almost 48% from the field, uh, National Player of the Year, but the first freshman to ever win it. And I think that that makes it important for him to be on the list because um, he's the first freshman to ever do it uh, in his in his career. He's only had one game where he scored 11 points or less, and he only played 19 minutes in that game. Just We know the, the type of player Kevin Durant is, and that just established his greatness for me. He comes in one year, um, and they made the tournament. They obviously didn't make a deep run, which is why he's not any higher, but one and done. Um, and I just think that's what really solidified the number 10 spot for me, being the only, well the first freshman to win a National Player of the Year I thought was significant and, and too significant to leave off this list. Yeah, uh, I don't hate the pick. Kevin Durant was very, very good at the University of Texas. Right. Uh, Would have liked to have seen him make a deeper run in the NCAA tournament for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but that rival he had with uh, with Beasley at Kansas State was uh, something like, was it not? They were going at it, man. I love I love Beasley. Me and a couple of buddies talked about how good Beasley was. Um, and you had Jimmer on your list at 10? Yeah. I love, I love Jimmer, man. I love me some Jimmer, man. Uh, if he had just halfway better – you know, basketball players there on his right. team. I think that team probably, he probably carries them to the Elite Eight easy, oh. at least once once out of uh, three years, four years rather. Right. Uh, as a freshman, he wasn't as good, but as sophomore, uh, junior, senior, Jimmer Fredette, that boy could that boy could put it in the hoop. 
one of the best players I've ever watched. And as we were like, before we got on, and I was saying, man, I'm having a hard time because there's guys I want to put on this list that I, I can't put on the list based on that. But Jim, Jimmer actually moving on is on my list and he's number nine on my list. So we do have one in common. Um, he was either going to be nine or 10. I felt like I couldn't leave Duran out. And because of the tournament run, he moves down to 10 for me. Uh, Jimmer's at nine. They did make the Sweet 16 one year. But Jimmer for that, um, if we're talking about scoring the basketball, guys, he has one of the best single seasons we've ever seen. 1,068 1, points in a single season, guys. Almost 29 points per game. Um, and we all, like, we glorify Curry for how he shoots it from 40. He was one of the first guys that I watched um, do that at the collegiate level. Um, just a phenomenal scorer and a flat-out bucket getter. Uh, who you got he at would, number nine? Oh, my he would guys. pull up from anywhere. He'd pull it up was, from anywhere. Unconscious. It was unconscious. Like he, he literally, I'm like, is he going? He's not going to shoot it from, and he would just shoot it from there. It, it was insane. Um, and it was for our era, really the first time you've seen BYU kind of make a run. So I'm sure they kind of go on and off. They're one of those teams, right. like every four years they go in and out. But um, he kind of put them in our lifetime on the map as as being kind of back. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, in the Mountain West, he's the uh, Mountain West career leading scorer. And then yeah. Mountain West has had a lot of good basketball players yeah. come through that conference. So that kind of puts that in pers- into perspective. Uh, my number nine guy is another bucket getter, another Naismith uh, Player of the Year winner, uh, another small town school. Doug McDermott from Creighton is my number nine player. I love that boy. That guy <laughs> uh, could go get you a bucket, and he was about as clutch as you could ask for. You know, I mean, I've seen that guy hit multiple game winners, just daggers, crushing people's souls along the way. And uh, I love the guy. That is a great pick. Doug McDermott was the guy, I didn't want to say his name, that I left off the list. And the only reason I left off the list is that I just felt like he had he he never made it to the Sweet 16. Um, but he was phenomenal. Sixth all time in, in total points. In yes. collegiate collegiate basketball history, and that and that was what made it hard for me. It was between like him and Fredette and Durant, or like who I'm going to leave off the list. So like maybe Durant was a leap, um, but yeah, Dougie Buckets, man, was exactly that. Dougie, Dougie Buckets was filling it up in college, <laughs> man. He was filling it up. Never shot less than forty percent from three. Um, Forty-five percent three-point shooter career average. Insane. So put that in perspective. Kevin Durant shot 47 from the field, period. This man shot 45, 45 from three. From the three. Insane. Yeah. So I, I don't hate that at all at number nine. I'll let you roll into number eight and see what you have here. I think our lists are going to start getting a little crazy. Our lists are already uh, obviously going to be a little different with uh, McDermott being off of yours. Uh, my number eight guy is another bucket getter. Uh, he did not win a national championship, and he did not win the Naismith Player of the Year, but he did take a small school on a deep run in the NCAA tournament, going to the Elite Eight, losing by a basket to Kansas, and that man is Steph Curry. Uh, that guy, to watch that guy make that run was unbelievable, what that guy did at Davidson. There wasn't another guy playing on Davidson that could be even a Power, power Five conference whatsoever. Yeah. Right. On a team, half those guys probably shouldn't have even been D1 basketball, but they made it nonetheless. What that guy did was absolutely just phenomenal. Made me want to go back and watch some of his uh, some of his games from not in the tournament. And that guy right. was had two of the most special seasons of all time 
at Davidson. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's it's what's funny is he was the other guy that was on my list that I didn't put on my list. So that's a little bit of a spoiler. He didn't make my list. And I really, really wanted to put him on my list. But I felt like Jimmer's season was so phenomenal. It couldn't be left off. And I thought that being the first freshman to win National Player of the Year was so significant that I couldn't, you know what I mean? But what Steph Curry did, I mean, in two seasons, he's eighth and 22nd, both right. top top 25 in college basketball history, single season in points, 974 and 931, elite eight, just tremendous. Um, I, yeah, I still feel a way about him not being on my list, considering he was the number one point guard I picked <laughs> for my, for NBA. my you right. know, for, for NBA in my lifetime. But um, moving on for me in my number eight spot, is a guy that I don't think he's going to make your list, um, but he made my list, and that's Blake Griffin. Um, Blake Griffin made my list. Um, two two appearances in the uh, the tournament, um, one Elite Eight, but we're talking about a walking double double. National Player of the Year. Um, he only had four games, I believe it was, or five games his sophomore year where he didn't have a double double. Just like just phenomenal. Big Twelve record in double doubles rebounds total rebounds and rebounds per game in a single season rebounds that was in rebounds per game big 12 player of the year phenomenal player man he was a human highlight reel i loved watching blake griffin uh and he makes my number eight spot here for the best that i've seen in my lifetime but uh yeah i'm still salty about not having steph on my list <laughs> uh blake griffin was very very good for the university of oklahoma uh I think I based his entire career off of one game, and that's not fair. You shouldn't do that to any player. <laughs> but for whatever reason, in my mind, it's it's the one game, and that right. was whenever they played UNC in the in the NCAA tournament, and Blake Griffin did not show up that game. Right. Uh, I don't know if it was a game plan that Roy that Roy had, or if that yeah. team because that 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 Carolina team they won the national championship, they were on a mission, and they did not win a they didn't win a game by less than. I think 12 points through the entire tournament. Right. Uh, but Blake Griffin, when they played uh, Carolina, he just did not show up. And I, I, for some reason, I just, in my mind, when I think of Blake Griffin at Oklahoma, it's, I think it's of that burned game, in your brain. Yeah. it's burned in my brain. And I'm like, yeah. okay. But then, like you said, dude, the, what he it's did tough. on the court, it's, it's tough. And obviously, I, I don't want to spoil it, but he did not make my list. Uh, he is the guy that I had wrote down, but ultimately did not crack the top ten. So who you got at number seven? Oh, man, this is a tough list. It's about to get crazy. Number seven for me, University of Connecticut, Kimba Walker, is my number seven pick here as uh, all my the all-time I've seen, and I felt like he had to make the list. Um, I feel like his overall career wasn't significantly dominant, um, but what he did his last year was uh, uh, maybe the best single-season performance um, from tournament the conference tournament to the NCAA tournament that I'd ever seen. Doesn't lose a game. He went, runs through the Big East, his Big East MVP, goes into and it, this, the, the crossover. We still see the crossover highlights. To this day, he just snatched the angles. Boom, boom, hits the jumper. Wow, nothing but net. Kimball was incredible, um, but he makes my number seven spot. First team All-American that year, 23 and a half points per game. Most outstanding player. So he did not win an Aisman, but he did win the tournament MVP. Um, and and just, I think, too important of a player and too significant of a player to not have on my list. Kimball Walker, number seven. My number seven player from the University of Connecticut, Kimball Walker. Oh, uh, my boy. So, 
Looks like <laughs> we're back. We maybe our Let's list go. is maybe really maybe Let's working go. our way back together. Uh, Kimmel Walker would have been higher on the list right. had he played in the Final Four, where a one or two seed made it. Uh, I'm not taking away from that run. Not taking away. Uh, but that was one of the only years that you'll ever find in uh, a college basketball tournament where a one seed or two seed did not make the Final Four. Uh, I think he played. They played Kentucky in the Final Four. They won by a point, and then they played Butler in the national championship game. The Final Four that year was Butler, VCU, Kentucky, and Connecticut. Uh, VCU took out a very loaded Kansas team in the uh, in the Elite Eight. Uh, I think um, there were there were some very good basketball teams that year. Carolina. Uh, Kansas and Duke all were uh, one or two seeds that year, and none of them made the Final Four. So that's the only reason that he's not higher on my list. But what that man right. did in March and April of that year was special. I'll never forget watching it, ever. And I think to this day, you were talking about the crossover. He had a, he had a crossover to win a game in the Big East tournament against uh, Pitt. I think he crossed yeah. up DeWan Blair. Yeah. DeWan Blair, that crossover is probably why that guy did not go far, further in the NBA. His career. DeWan Blair was a very good <laughs> basketball player. He, he he lost his ankles that day, and he still hasn't found it. <laughs> and I love DeJuan Blair. Two love ACLs tears, and it, he was a bucket at Pitt. Yeah, but, his, his ankles couldn't support his knees, so he couldn't support his weight. <laughs> That's why he had his ACL tears, bro. But, but um, yeah, Kimba, Kimba's my number seven. Who you got at number six? Okay, uh, I hate to say it. Um, obviously, I'm a Carolina fan. I can show you a bunch of Carolina stuff uh -oh. all over my walls in my office. Uh, this this guy played for the University of Duke. Uh -oh. Hated him at the time. Uh, have learned to appreciate how good of a basketball player he actually was. He's probably not even on your list, uh, but that's Shane Battier. Shane Battier was one of the most uh, – <laughs> I could tell by your eyes that he, you probably didn't even write this guy down. I did. Uh, you did? Okay. Uh, Shane Battier, he's number, he's number six on my list. Uh, Nasus Player of the Year. Has a national championship with Duke. That guy was about as clutch as you could get. He did whatever you asked him to do on the basketball floor, and uh, he did it well. And that's why he made my list. He was a great teammate and uh, checked all boxes. Great choice. He's on my list. We'll talk about it when we get to him. But he's, <laughs> he's higher. He's higher. Okay. okay. This, is a guy, this is a guy that I think people are going to have higher that I dropped lower because he didn't win a natty. Um, but he was very, very good. And that's J.J. Redick. I have here at the number six spot for me, um, all-time leading scorer in Duke history and uh, flat-out bucket getter, 12th in his single season, 964 points, 26 points per game, national player of the year. Um, uh, goes to the Sweet 16 multiple times, um, went to a Final Four, never got a natty, um, and I think that is the reason that he doesn't move up higher for me. Everyone above him from, from this point forward on my list has a natty, so – it was a hindrance knocking him down. So obviously being an all-time leading scorer at a team as prestigious as two Blue Devils, um, you have to be on the list. He's all-time leading scorer, phenomenal player. Uh, and I, like you said, I didn't like, I didn't, I thought you were going to say J.J. Redick, I'm not going to lie, because I can't stand J.J. Redick. But I've learned to appreciate him. So it's the same feel that you have for Shane Battier, but I've learned to appreciate him in the NBA. He's um, one of the veterans um, <clears throat> and was on the Sixers. I wish he was still on the Sixers, but not for $20 million. But, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, he's a guy I've learned to appreciate as well. So, J.J. Redick is my number six spot uh, moving forward. Do you have any words for J.J. Redick? Is he on your list? 
How about we talk about your number five? Let's, let's talk about your number five, and uh, we might we might touch back on JJ Reddick in a minute. All right, here we go. Number five. Dang, I'm going back to back, back to back. There's some dookies on my list, and I'm not proud about it. <laughs> number five is Jay Williams. Is my number five. Um, wow. Uh, phenomenal player. I think that he is significantly underrated. Um, uh, two-time All-American, two Sweet 16, one Natty, National Player of the Year, ACC Rookie of the Year. Um, Jay Williams, I really wonder what his career would have been in the NBA had he not had that accident um, that ruined him. But to me, he was a guy that I kind of looked at similar to like Derrick Rose uh, before Derrick Rose, super supremely athletic, end-to-end speed, great defender. Um, and he got a nasty National Player of the Year, and I think that's significant. Back-to-back All-Americans. Um, in three years at Duke. Um, so I really wish that we could have seen what he would do in the NBA over a long period of time. The accident kind of cut him short. Um, but Jay Williams, he may not even be on your list, but Jay Williams right now is uh, the fifth player on my list, man. Who you got on your list? Another Dookie, another guy that I didn't like, uh, Jay Williams uh, there. Did have a very good career. Uh, my number five guy is going to be back from the University of Connecticut. Um, he was a showstopper, a guy you had to count for at all times. He carried a team to a national championship. Probably could have or should have won an Aismith Player of the Year. Amika Okafor was an absolute beast, and he's number five on my list. Oh, he was he he was listed, but he didn't make my list. Really? He, yeah. Really? But he was, I had it was uh, yeah yeah. Go he's back good. and watch that. I got run. no hate. I got no hate. I got uh, okay. Okay. I got. I mean, I guess. I, I guess. No yeah. I have no negative slander for him at all. Not at all. Um, Okafor was phenomenal rebounder and shot blocker for sure. He was dominant. Talk about a double, a walking double double in Blake Griffin. Yeah, yeah he was. Was a monster. He was. He was a monster. I don't have any rebuttal for it. Okay. Okay. All right. well, <laughs> no, rebuttal. no rebuttal. No rebuttal. Then I won't reel off all the stats and why I put him at number five. If you don't know who Amico for is or or uh, remember him, go back and watch watch that guy from the Connecticut years. I think they won that in 2004. Uh, number four player on my list, uh, a man that was number six on yours from the University of Duke, probably one of the sweetest jump shots I've ever seen, uh, J.J. Reddick. I hate the guy. I cannot stand – sorry, I, I hate the strong word. I very dislike <laughs> – very much dislike J.J. Reddick. Um, Wait, we're on four now? Is this five or four? I'm on four. Four, four. All right, I'm yeah. just making sure. I'm oh, uh, JJ Reddick, and um, probably my favorite memory of JJ Reddick was his senior night when my Carolina Tarials went into a little place called Cameron Indoor and they upset Duke. On senior night, JJ Reddick had to go back on the court after losing to Carolina and uh, get honored for seniors because they didn't do they don't do senior night before the game in, in Duke. They do it after because they expect to win. And uh, that's my favorite JJ memory right there. Seeing that boy cry to go back on the court. All kidding aside, that dude was a phenomenal college basketball player, and um, he just couldn't be stopped. He could not be stopped. I don't know how that guy. I don't know how that Duke team did not win a national championship. I really don't. It's insane. That was that that was like a huge underachievement. I thought for sure they'd get at least one, um, and they did not. But um, yeah, you already know how I feel about JJ. He made my list a little bit lower. My fourth spot is a guy, and I think maybe he might not be on your list. Maybe he's a little bit higher. My fourth spot, Carmelo Anthony, is number four on my list here. 
um, all American, one and done. He comes in. He might. He's on your list. He's got to be on your list. He got a natty. He is all American national championship, most outstanding <laughs> player in the tournament. Never had a game where he scored single digits in his in, in his one year at Syracuse. Obviously played with other good players and Jerry McNamara and um and Akeem Warwick, but he was the driving force behind that Syracuse team. Twenty two and ten, double double machine can score and give it to you any way you wanted. Um, certainly one of the best players I've saw in college basketball in my lifetime. Carmelo Anthony is in my number four spot. Melo beat a great Kansas team to win that national championship. Bucket getter, man. I was watching the highlights the other day, and they couldn't stop him. You just come down, pull up, turn around, face up, pull up. Oh, you're going to put this guy on me? Back down, turn around, lay up. Oh, this guy's too big? Drive by, lay up. I'm like, this guy is doing whatever he wants Whatever to do. he wanted on the whatever, basketball floor. Whatever he wanted to do. I mean, it's... I feel bad because his NBA career, I feel like it's slighted. Um, but he's one of the best scorers. Like, before Durant came, I was kind of looking at him as like, he might be the best bucket getter in the NBA that I've seen. But to me now, it's Kevin Durant. But, yeah, Melo is number four on my list. Maybe on your list higher. May not be on your list. We'll see moving forward. Um, number three on my list moving forward um, is Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis is someone I think has to be on the list. Um, for two reasons. He's one of only two players. Another player is on the list that has these as well, that has a national player of the year award and an outstanding tournament award. So I think I've rewarded the players who've had both. Uh, and he is one of those players. Um, third here on my list is Anthony Davis. And if you have not checked tape, please check tape. Absolute force sec rookie of the year sec defensive player of the year sec player of the year fourth all-time single season blocks just a phenomenal one and done year with that kentucky team uh don't hate it he did not make my list anthony davis was right on the cusp the reason why i did not take him up and this is crazy uh i'll try to rationalize why i didn't have him on my list is because as good as he was i think he underachieved you know, he only averaged 14 points a game. You know, he had 10, 10 rebounds, but he did everything for that Kentucky team uh, with blocks and everything. I think he could have scored. I think he could have averaged easily 25 points a game. So I would have liked to have seen him have, you know, a little more than that 14 point at eight, I think is what it was. Uh, sure. But the run that he had in the tournament, um, very, very good. Did not make my list. My number three guy is Carmelo Anthony. Um, for every, every reason that you just said, right. I'll piggyback on it. No one could stop that guy come tournament time. And uh, I think that Kansas team that they beat was one of the best teams to not win a national championship in, in, uh, in my lifetime. Right. And um, I think that really kind of just added on to the fact that why I have Carmelo that high. Uh, number two player that I have on my list, you've already mentioned him, another Dookie, Jason Williams. Uh, oh, for all the reasons that you two. said. Number two, I like it. All the reasons you said. I like I, do you realize that we're we're at number two right now, and I have three Duke players on my on my I, list. I got same three, so when <laughs> the this, here's the thing, the players are going to be similar. The rankings are going to be different based on criteria. So it's just we didn't talk about the criteria. We, we just said, we just said our ten players. So as long as the players are similar, which they are, there's going to be a couple differences um, here and there. But Jay Williams, man, I watched him take over games, just completely take over games, like single-handedly take over games. And those battles with him, like you're a Carolina guy. My dad lives in Baltimore. 
Um, so I was a Maryland guy. I watched the, the Terps play, and I watched them have so many good battles with Jay Williams and the Dukies, man, just a phenomenal player. I, I, that was a rivalry back then, Maryland and Duke. That was like three ooh. years. What was it, 01 to 04? Going at it, man. Was going, going at it. Going um, at it. I think the, the year that Maryland won the national championship was Steve Blake and Juan Dixon. We were talking about the guy, those guys before the podcast. They both both those teams went 32 and four that year. Uh, number one and a number four seed, or yep. number one and number four in the nation. Uh, yeah. Those battles that those guys had was just crazy. Uh, Maryland was very good that year, uh, but Jason Williams, national championship uh, player of the year, probably could have won a player of the year twice. But I think I think, just don't, I think he should have gave it to him. He should have. He should have liked it. But they don't. They don't do that anymore. They don't do it anymore. So he should have got it twice. He definitely got it twice. I agree. But who you got at number two? Number two is a guy that has to be on your list, so I'm assuming he's your number one. But my number two is Psycho T. Tyler Hansborough is the number two best player I've seen in my lifetime. And this is a guy that I, I don't necessarily love, uh, Tyler Hansborough. I think he was, was a really good college player. Um, he's just one of those guys, I think, that just outwork ever. Like, to me, he's I equate him to, like, the Tim Tebow of college basketball. As far as like they just outworked everybody, they played the hardest, they worked the hardest, and it showed. Um, I always think about that that moment when he had the blood, you know, what I mean, running down his face, and I was like, "Psycho T is it? Like that's he's a bee, he was a beast, you know what I mean? Four time All American, um, one Elite Eight, one Final Four, one National Championship. I mean, all time leading scorer in UNC history." 15th all-time in total points. There's a million things you could say about Tyler Hansborough, but, man, it's physical and it's tough as they come. Psycho T, Tyler Hansborough, is my number two all-time player. Um, I don't hate it. <laughs> we know you don't hate it, Carolina. We know, we know. I don't hate it. So who are you rolling with number two, man? Who's on, who's your guy? Jason Williams is number two for me. Oh, yeah, Jason was number yeah. two. So yeah. I'll go my number one, or are you going to say yeah, go. I'll say you go. One. You go number one. So my number one. Is Shane Battier? I think to me is my number one player. That is, this is going to be scrutinized. I know it is, but to me, as you said, how you felt that Chris Paul was like your definition of a true point guard. To me, he's a definition of a basketball player. He's a leader. He is a winner. Nobody wins more than Shane Battier. Four uh, playoff appearance or four tournament appearances, a Sweet 16, an Elite Eight a runner-up, and Natty, National Player of the Year, All-American, and he's just an all-out baller, 41% three-point uh, percentage for his career, um, and just did everything. You know what I mean? He's a guy that's like, if you look for the moment during those stretches, during all those runs that they made, he was, was the guy. It was, was all, he was always the guy. If you needed a stop, he got a stop. If you needed a score, he got a score. He was a staple that kept those teams together through, through those four years. And he's a guy that I feel like the numbers aren't as crazy as some of the other guys we listed. But he's a guy, if you make a lineup, you talk about glue guys and you talk about leaders and you talk about winners, Shane Batty is a winner. And he, he's number one on my list here. Yeah. On the, uh, I, and, 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 wait, wait, wait. and I said before, I said there was only two guys who had an outstanding player award in the tournament and had a Naismith. Shane Battier is one of those guys. And I think that put it over the edge for me um, because that proves that you're not only good in the regular season, you're also good in the tournament when it matters. He had both. So he's an outstanding player in the tournament and outstanding player during the regular season, Shane Battier. But go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. 
yeah, Shane Battier, very, very good. And I think I might have uh, – looking back on it, he might be too low for me. You know, I had him at, I had him at six. Yeah. Um, was he penalized because he played on Duke and they had all those good basketball players? I mean, Jay Williams was on that team. Right, he was. Right. And uh, But Shane Battier, I don't know how you don't like the guy, even though, I, I you know, I'm a Carolina guy and I, and I dislike Duke. Uh, but as I've gotten older, that guy was something special. Uh, my number one player that I've ever seen in my lifetime, and no, it's not biased because I'm a Carolina fan, it's it's Tyler Hansbrough for the reasons that you mentioned. Tyler right. Hansbrough is not the most athletic guy on the court. He's not the he's not the most skilled guy on the court. But he's going to outwork you every single time. You know, there's that uh, there's a quote that says, you know, there's a guy somewhere that you're going to meet later on down the road, and he's practicing, and right now you're not. And when it comes time for you two to meet, he's going to beat you every single time. And that's Tyler Hansbrough. That's literally the definition of Tyler Hansbrough. <laughs> and and um, he's just going to outwork you. Uh, I think that he should have had a uh, he he should have had two national players of the year. He should have been at twice. The 2018 was the best team in the country. They lost to Kansas that year in the Final Four. Uh, he bounced back the very next year. Right. All those guys came back, and they went on probably the best run that any team has ever been on in the, in the college basketball tournament. They right. did not win a game by less than 12 points. They beat Michigan State in Detroit to win the national championship. Right. That's basically beating a team that's a in, in their home, home yeah, game. That's, that's a home game. And beat them boys ragged. The 2009 Carolina Tarials are probably the best college basketball team I've ever seen in my life, and it's not right. because I'm a Carolina fan. That's, uh, that may be true. But that yeah. makes the list. We should look into a list like that, like the best teams we've seen. We'll do that for another day. We'll yeah, <laughs> that team could score 100 falling out of bed. I mean, that's right. how good they were. Right. Uh, and I think had it not been for Ty Lawson um, doing a couple key things that year, because Ty Lawson won the most valuable player of the, ter- of the tournament that year, Hansborough would have had the, the player of the year and the tournament. You know, I don't right. know how he didn't. Uh, but I could go on and on about Tyler Hansborough. He's the best player I've ever seen in college. Definitely sad moment to watch him to watch him leave Carolina for sure. One of the best Tyler Hansborough moments for me ever is when he went to the NBA and he kind of pushed Ron Artest and Ron Artest turned around and Tyler was like, "He's like, yeah, I'm tough. I'm not that tough. Like Ron Artest is like psycho tough. Psycho T was psycho T until you met Metal Ron Peace Ar- now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, the guy changed his name. You want no parts of him." Random story. This is a ramble one, but I have to add this in since we're talking about Metal World Peace. I met Metal World Peace in Brooklyn. We were going to a fight. Actually, I was watching Earl Spence fight Lamont Peterson um, at the Barclays Center. So we're parked. Obviously, I'm parking where I'm not supposed to be parking. Our chicks run in. <laughs> our, our chicks run in to uh, me and my brothers. Our girls run in to check us in the hotel. And I got my flashers on. And I'm walking by, I'm like, man, that looks like, is that Metal World Peace? And he walks past, and I don't say anything. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm not going to bother. You're not going to be that guy. Yeah, right. so literally, he walks past. He comes back, knocks. I'm like, what? Somebody's like, oh, so he's knocking on the window. I always roll the window to, yo, bro, the cop's writing you a ticket, man. You might want to get out of here. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like, thanks, bro. I appreciate thanks it. Like, for the lookout, bro. He's like, yeah, no problem. So I got out and started talking to her, and she let it go. And then she came back, and I was like, man, we're all peace. He was like, yo, man, what's up? And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it's like my little claim to fame. I was excited to talk to him. Real down-to-earth guy. Real cool. But, um, yeah, so we, we could continue on and talk about our 
guys who didn't make the list for me, obviously Steph Curry was huge. Um, Emeka Okafor was huge for me as well that did not make my list. And Dougie McDermott, I think, was one of the bigger ones as well um, that jumped right out at the top of my head. But the college basketball, man, is so tough because there's so many teams and there's so many guys that have done significant things um, in their career that it's hard to, to narrow it down. And, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys that we didn't even mention or list down. Um, Andrew Bogut, Derek Rose, Andrew Bogut, Jameer Nelson was incredible at St. Joe's. Jameer Nelson was, yeah, St. Joe's was a one seed that year. Yeah. yeah. Just put that into perspective. Right. Atlantic 10, 10, small school, Jameer Nelson wins player of the year, was a one seed. That that doesn't happen. He didn't have anybody else on that team. Nobody. Nobody. But that's not, not at the caliber but, of him. But, but not at yeah. that caliber that year. Right, right. Uh, to put good. that in perspective, Obi Toppin just did the exact same thing. Dayton was going to be a one seed. It he was. won the player of the year. Yep. And uh, that's kind of the level that Jameer Nelson played on that year was Obi Toppin this year. Uh, Jameer Nelson was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, trying to think of another guy that I, we left on, that I left off the list. Uh, I said Steve Blake. You said Juan Dixon. We didn't have either one of those guys on the list. have them on there. But, but they both, both very, together, very, very, very they, they were both very, very good. Um, they still made a run there after Juan Dixon left. I think they were – I don't want to misquote it, but they were still a very solid team um, without him on that team. Um, but, yeah. Oh, going back to Jameer Nelson, um, his – Martelli is the head coach. He spoke at my graduation. Boom. Fun fact, Derek Dimes little, fact. Little, little fun fact. Oh, little, little, little tidbit. Little you know, just, just throwing <laughs> names out there a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, he definitely um, – I he's a guy like I just wanted to put on a list because I felt like ties to him. I watched him play since high school. Uh, he went to Chester High, and he played against um, Coastville, which isn't far from where I grew up. And they had John Allen and, and some of these other guys that were really – Shamad Tools who ended up going to UConn. Um, and John Allen went to Seton Hall. We know you love Seton Hall. But um, they played each other in district title game. They, they played each other, like, multiple times throughout the year. And I watched Jameer play through Chester. And then to get to St. Joe's and to watch his game evolve was really cool. And so, so to see him play in the NBA um, was awesome. But, yeah, he's a guy that I certainly I wanted to put on the list. But some of these other guys, I mean, we're talking about almost everybody on this list are, is phenomenal, even in the NBA. You know what I mean? Their careers have all been pretty great. Yeah, Uh Jason Williams probably would have been one of the best uh, basketball players in the NBA had he not had that accident as well. Uh, I obviously didn't have KD or Anthony Davis. Right. Both penalized, I penalized both of those guys because I think that they actually underperformed no matter as, as good as they were. Uh, KD, he really, not having a deep tournament run, hurt him in my mind. Right. Um, Anthony Davis, I think, is a guy that could have easily averaged 25-plus points a game, and he didn't. Um, but he also played on a very good Kentucky basketball team. Look, and that Kentucky uh, team was juiced up, man. That was a really, really good that team. That was a very good team. Very <laughs> good team. He didn't have yeah. to I, uh, he still won. Right. Uh, trying to think of anybody else. I said Derrick Rose. Uh, one thing that stuck out of my mind is there was not a single player from the Pac-12 on our list. You know, talk about Power 5 conferences. Pac-12 was a little weak in basketball. Maybe they should probably step it up. <laughs> I don't I always um 
I feel like it's only changed here recently in the past few years where they've actually been a little bit more respectable. But yeah, Pac-12 um, definitely in our lifetime has been struggling. There's been some players that come out of there, but as a unit, we're kind of still waiting for the UCLA's to, to make their resurgence. I think, I actually think this year they're going to be a lot better. Um, and this year coming up, they got a lot of guys coming in and finally got the, the right head coach in there. But yeah, um, yeah Pac-12 definitely has been slacking. It seems like a very um, – but ACC and the Big East have been dominant in this. You know, and this is when Maryland was in the ACC at that time. Obviously, now they're um, in different conferences. They're in the Big Ten. But, yeah, so things change with conference alignments, and I'm so happy to see UConn going back to the Big East. They shed no business leaving in the first place. None. Uh, but also, talking about Power Five, I didn't have a guy from the SEC or the Big Ten in my list, uh, which is surprising, surprisingly because Florida won back to back in the in the mid two thousands, and I, I didn't have pick, any guy. I could I couldn't put but on I couldn't the list. Pick one, uh, but I couldn't pick I one. I couldn't pick one. No Brewer, yeah. uh, Noah, and then yeah. um, Horford. You know yeah. that was a perfect trio. But you're thinking you're talking about a team then that had. Um, they had a bunch of guys that were in double figures that year. So it's like, how do you pick one, you know, one guy? You can't. They were a great team. As you're saying, great teams. Yeah, that's to me, that's a top five in our lifetime. They have to be. They went back to back natties. Like no one's done that in our life. Like you know what I mean? They went back to back natties, bro. They got to be top five team that we've seen in our lifetime. But as far as individual players, I didn't think they had any one guy who stood out. Um, but yeah, that was that was a great team to watch. Uh, Billy Donovan had them had them really going there. He had them juiced. <laughs> I love that word. I don't know why. But um, yeah, that's all we have, man. Do you have anything you wanted to add or discuss? I know we kind of just this was the main thing we wanted to talk about. Obviously, we talked a little bit of TV and and video games and stuff. But if there's anything you wanted to add, obviously, go ahead and add it. I think that's it. Um, I think that's it. Uh, I feel like. People probably are sleeping on Amico Okafor, though. I think uh, a lot of people who listen to this should probably go back and watch highlights of that guy play. Uh, I can't believe you don't have Steph Curry on your list after having first-team All-NBA, but it's completely two different sports, so oh. I respect your opinion. Oh. And, uh, I mean, it's I didn't tough. have Anthony Davis on my list, and what was he, number, number three on yours? Yeah, so it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like, for me, that's really what separated some of these guys between him and Battier was having both. The, the Naismith and the team, the outstanding player of the tournament. I thought that was significant um, and that should carry weight because we're talking about the last 20, 20 plus years and only two guys have done it, you know? So if only two guys have done it, I think that should carry weight. So that really boosted guys that I thought were kind of maybe in the mid tier range that threw them into my top three immediately. Um, already they were great players without it, but I think that that changed it. And our criteria, we didn't really discuss criteria. So obviously yeah. this would be, would be different. Just uh, one question for you, though. If Memphis would have won that national championship against Kansas, Mario Chalmers hit that shot. If if they didn't, would Derrick Rose have made your list? Probably. But that team was good. That Memphis team was very, very good. They could make no free throws, man. They, they made free, make free throws. throws. They made free throws. The game was over. And you have to worry oh, about, you know what I mean, doing anything. But that, yeah, that Memphis team, Coach Cal is something else. Man, he be cheating. I know he's cheating. He Coach keeps getting Cal. Up. Is the best college basketball coach of all time. No, I, no, no. Name no. another coach that has taken no. three separate schools to a Final Four. I'll wait. He cheats, man. You know I'll wait. Che- we all know he cheats. I'll wait. Don't worry, I'll wait. All right, here's what I'll say. I'll, here's what I'll say about Coach Cal. Coach Cal is the best recruiter 
we've ever seen. I don't know if I believe he's the best coach. Bro. I don't know if I believe with that. He Cal- took UMass to the final four. Yeah, Marcus Canby. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And? Stop. Do you know how many good players? Okay. Texas had Kevin Durant. They didn't make no final four. Come on, man. Come, Come on, on man. now. He always right, got a loaded team. That team still had, uh, what's the name with, with uh, Derrick Rose? They had like three really good players on that team. I'm not going for that. I'm not going to say he's the best. Okay. We're going okay. Home. I will. I, I will, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's In fine. our lifetime we'll talk- or ever? You're saying ever? I'm saying I, there's In literally no other coach that has ever done it. You got to win, bro. How many natties you got? <laughs> all right, then. That's all that, that's all that but matters. But he should have three. It don't matter. We can talk about how many Final Fours Izzo's been to. He got more than one natty, though. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All that Izzo matters. don't have more than one natty? No. Well, one. He's got he one. Got one. He got one. He got one. I still, would take, I still would take Izzo over Cal. Are you kidding? And he doesn't get nearly this talent that Cal gets. You tell me if, if he had that same team. Are you kidding me? Mateen, compare – okay, here's a good question. Who's the best guard Michigan State's ever had in our lifetime? Like, the best guard they probably had. Like, they won – Jason Richardson. Yeah. yeah, but, like, he's not in the breath row of anyone that Cal's had. No way. I would take – I would take Derrick Bro. Rose over him. Are you kidding? You would, <laughs> I would. You would take Richardson over Derrick Rose. Are you kidding me? Bro, do you – I think you're forgetting how good Jason Richardson was in college. Matter of fact, he he probably should have even been written down on this piece of paper right here, and I didn't no, write it down. No. But now that I think about it, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh no. yeah. No. That's, All right. Well, I'm about to pull it up. Well, now, you let's, got... let's go. <laughs> hey, we'll pull it up and discuss it after this. We'll let the people go. They don't want to hear this nonsense. But yeah, whatever. This thing is going longer than expected. We're going to get out of here and go to probably play video games or have a beverage or two. But thanks you guys for tuning in. It's been fun with our top 10 list weigh in and let me think let me know which who you would add on your list who would you, you would take off the list um we're going to have this up on youtube the youtube channel is up and going um with uh ghost picks two for the show podcast you put in ghost picks two for the show and it should pop right up all the videos that we've done so far with every episode spotify it's up and going we're still waiting for the approval from itunes um anchor we are up and going as well if you have the anchor app so hopefully we can get this episode up and running for you guys here tonight um, and get moving forward. But that is all we have for you guys here. Thanks so much for tuning in to uh, another episode of Two for the Show with Bryce and myself, Derek Dimes. Guys, we're going to go ahead and, and sign off here. It is uh, Ghost Picks ATS, guys. Three G's of Ghost is how we roll here. As always, G times three is how I personally say it, guys. God bless, as always. Good luck and continue to grind on.